0: And welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I am Eric Tenkar. So, we are on January 2nd, 2021. We've left 2020 behind with a good fuck you in the rear view mirror, right? It's the weekend, and I am going to try for 2021 20, at least, initially. I'm going to try to do some uh, AD&D 1E episodes. People tend to like those. I'm looking at the DMG from 1E. And I am looking at the preface. And, of course, there we go. And I'm going to jump down a couple paragraphs to where Gary starts going into some details. Returning again to the framework aspect of Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, what is aimed at is a universe into which similar campaigns and parallel worlds can be placed. With certain uniformity of systems and laws, players will be able to move from one campaign to another. First off, few campaigns I played with as a teen would have allowed me to move characters from one group's campaign to another. And once I hit college, never found that again. Uh, Character classes and races will be nearly the same. Character ability scores will have the identical meaning, or nearly so. Magical spells will function in a certain manner, regardless of which world the player is functioning in. Magic devices can certainly vary, but their principles will be similar. The uniformity will help not only players, it will enable DMs to carry on a meaningful dialogue and exchange of useful information. It might also eventually lead to grand tournaments where persons person from any part of the U.S. or the world, for that matter, can compete for accolades. So, hmm. The danger of immutable system. Now, when he's talking about immutable system, that was the original Dungeons & Dragons. And that You or your players will go too far in some undesirable direction. Now, what makes it an undesirable direction? Is it because, I think, was it the West Coast during the early days of D&D was basically hacking the rules? And they were m- making their own house rules. They were making derivative systems. And this, of course, meant that TSR did not have control over the game. So, again, some undesirable direction and end up with a short-lived campaign. Now, these campaigns have lasted for years, decades in some cases. But, hey, participants will always be pushing for a game, which allows them to become strong and powerful far too quickly. Each will attempt to take the game out of your hands and mold it. To his or her own needs. To satisfy this natural desire is to issue a death warrant to a campaign. For it will be either be a one-player affair or the players will desert en masse for something more challenging and equitable. Similarly, you must avoid the tendency to drift into areas foreign to the game as a whole. Such campaigns become so strange as to be no longer ad they are isolated and will usually wither. So basically, if you're not playing, and this is interesting how they set it up, right? It's like being set up with if you're not playing a setting that is basically coming from TSR. If it's too strange, right? If it's if it if it goes beyond the boundaries. Now, I would argue that. With 1E, e, we had some very vanilla settings, right? We had, we had Greyhawk. We had Forgotten Realms. But Dark Sun, Ravenloft, Planescape, these were all 2E settings, right? Birthrate. These all go far beyond what Gary was seeing as limits. And some, somebody's blowing into a freaking like oboe or some shit like that in the background. I don't know if this mic picks it up. It picks up everything. Who knows? Um, Variation and difference are desirable, but both should be kept within the boundaries of the overall system. Imaginative and creative addition can most certainly be included. That is why nebulous areas have been built into the game. No, nebulous areas have been built into the game. Systems that are incompatible with the core rules. Are built into the game. That whole thing of those nebulous areas is built in the game means we know we have some rules that don't make any sense, like, oh geez, the unarmed combat, grappling, and overbearing rules. But uh, we are going to throw them in and leave them upon you to figure out how they should be worked out. Keep such individuality in perspective by developing a unique and detailed world based on the rules of A, D, and D. Because again, to stray beyond that would be, uh, um, I hate to say it, taking business away from TSR. Now, we all remember the, uh, I don't know if you had this rule at your table. I had this rule at my table. I didn't care what books you owned, but if you were a player, you did not bring the DMG or any of the Monster books to the table the player's book only. I didn't want somebody going to the DMG and arguing rules with me or looking up magic items. I didn't want them looking up monsters. So like Gary says here, I wouldn't take strictly, uh, as this book is the exclusive precinct of the DM. That's the sales pitch. All right. By making it exclusive to the DM, you're going to make it so that, well, if you're a player, you got to get the DM secret. you got to get the DMs. Book. Um, you must view any non-DM possessing player possessing it as nothing less than worthy of an honorable death. Keeping players there will undoubtedly peeping sorry peeping players there will undoubtedly be, but they are simply lessening their own enjoyment to the game by taking away some of the sense of wonder that otherwise arises from a game that has rules hidden from participants. I don't listen. May, maybe you knew some and maybe you were what i would define as a lazy player you know the ones that don't really want to know the rules and that's fine some people just want to know what the character did and that's great but every person in the game group that i was in especially in high school and college wanted to know all the rules right that's why most rpgs are not broken up in three separate core books except for D&D, right? When you get Pathfinder, it's all in that one initial rulebook, right? Most games are sold that way. Swords and Wizardry, Labyrinth Lord, Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerer for Hyperborea, DCC RPG. They might say, all right, don't read beyond this if you only going to be a player. But you know what? Most players want to think about being a DM, even if they don't make that step. So, again, this is more like a sales pitch. This is forbidden knowledge if you're not a DM. So get the, get the book and, and don't tell your DM you got it. Hide it under your bed. Mm-hmm. If any of your participants do read herein, because, again, this is assuming that you only have one DM, right? That no, you're not going to you know, rotate DMs. Only one person is ever going to run a campaign. It is suggested that you assess them a heavy fee for consulting sages and other sources of information not normally attainable by the individuals of your uh you don't you didn't hear me and, and Rach discuss this in the previous trial of, of recording this before the cat stepped on my keyboard and then puked on it. But we we're not gonna go there. Milieu. Milieu, yes? Oh, she's got her headphone on. All right. If they express knowledge which could be, which could only be garnered by consulting these pages, a magic item or two can be taken as payment. Insufficient, but perhaps it will tend to discourage such actions. Think about that. Okay, he's telling you you're picking this up. You're a player. You're reading this in Barnes and Noble or B. Dalton's or whatever bookstore you found it in back then, or a game store. And it's it's forbidden knowledge. Oh, players shouldn't have this. Uh-huh. There's nothing in this book that is going to be DM exclusive. Combat charts? Come on, the monster manual. Maybe the magic items. What even that? The monster manual has more information that should be uh, DM exclusive. But again. The assumption here is that your your group's only ever going to have one DM. That is not how it works. And what about when that DM wants to play as a player? Then what? You're going to assess him uh, loss of the first couple of magic items because he retained information? It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. I got more from the DMG. I might cover it tomorrow. The first couple of pages, it it sets the tone. Remember, the DMG, the A, D, and D 1E rules in general were meant to give a uniform set of rules after D&D was written in a way that allowed multiple interpretations or a lot of house ruling to make it work. So A, D, and D was supposed to do away with that. And here's what I learned when I went and I played A, D, and D at Gen Con years later. Even though you were... And it was in a tournament game where I actually got a prize of like, I don't know, 5 or $10 to the uh, Miller Dungeon Hobby Shop. I played under different DMs in different parts of this tourney, and everybody ran it differently. In initiative, differently. W- worrying about the exact order in the, in the party, different. So... Think about that. Think about that. G- Gary's goals were gone before they even started. And as we've all heard the stories, Gary never really ran the rules as written either. So something to think about. Folks, um, Fridays, every second and fourth Friday of the month, which I guess would mean this coming Friday, uh, Joe the Lawyer, and I will be doing Iron Rations over on YouTube.com backwards slash Eric Tenkar, E-R-I-K-T-E-N-K-A-R. I'd really appreciate it if folks that are listening to this podcast, if you ever, if you have a YouTube account, just subscribe, please. Because bed, Mike and I from North Texas do a live stream every Wednesday night. Joe and I are going to be doing every second and fourth Friday. And Glenn Halstrom, old man grognard. You might know him from Sacko's Hammer Podcast, amongst other things. We will be doing um, the first and third Fridays of the month for our own live stream all over at YouTube.com backward slash Eric Tenkar. On all these shows, we really appreciate live feedback, questions. We try to get to everybody who comments. and then it gets shared here on the podcast, so it's a win-win for everybody. But the more live viewers, the more unique your content's going to be. Yes, it's becoming a bit like a a broadcast network. Oh my god, uh, of 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 the tavern. Fun times, fun stuff, folks. We are still in the midst of the world of the pandemic. It is only the second of January. Please. Common sense actions to keep yourself, your loved ones, your family, your friends, your community healthy and safe. Be safe, be well. God bless. Roll those dice and roll them well. And God willing, and knock on wood, I will talk with you all tomorrow. Later, folks.